The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your to hosts, Chris special To a special Ooh. episode. Ooh, Ooh, special edition. We need the special edition music here. Whatever they had. I don't uh, know what this is, but I'm going to wiggle. I'm going to wiggle like can't a... see you. Yeah, that's the best part. That's why I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, and I'm here with Sean Fritz, who is dancing the night away. Hey. Yes, dancing the Mother's Day away. You almost not, look not like... dancing uh, the Mother's Day away. Um, dancing the Mother away. Dancing the Mother's Day away. You I don't know. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> you look kind of like, what's his name? Steve Martin in SNL when you were the two wild and crazy guys, the way they danced. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter what I look like or how I move. It's Mother's Day and my mommy loves me and says I'm special. It Well, I was going to say, don't they all? But I think we, there's a lot of true crime podcasts out there that'll tell us about <laughs> a lot of mothers that weren't that great. But yeah, it's Mother's Day. So we're going to be doing, you know, a mother themed movie. What way? A family themed movie where the mother is the focal point <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the movie. What a way to kind of you know, showcase how special mothers are on this day of days than with the 1994 dark comedy, Serial Mom. Life doesn't have to be ugly. Look at the birds out there. Listen to their call. Hooey. Hooey. This is the story of Beverly Sutton. Scramble eggs, anybody? A devoted mother. I'm so happy I could chip. You know how I hate the brown word. A loving wife. I think the kids are awake. We could be very quiet. I'm ready. Honey, you're hot tonight. And a suspected murderer. Oh, kids, are you doing your homework? How did America's number one mom turn into one of America's most wanted? Is she really guilty? Are you a serial killer? Chip, the only serial I know anything about is Rice Krispies. Is she the only one with a motive? Believe that damn litter bugger. Give her a happy face. Or is there someone else? I'm stood up. I'll kill that jerk. With an axe to grind. Oh. Now I'll never get a boyfriend. Meanwhile, this small Baltimore suburb Please. keeps getting smaller ah. and smaller. It's been a crazy day, hasn't it? Savoy Pictures asks the burning question Is your wife mental? Is Beverly Sutton just a sweet suburban housewife? I don't know what it is about today, but I feel great. Cookie? Or is she... Serial Mom? Cool. Is she in a band? Kathleen Turner, Sam Waterston, and Ricky Lake. Serial Mom. Every woman wants to be wanted. Just not for murder one. Beverly, I've read all about this. Is it menopause? Bad of the ball. Bad of the ball. Bad of the ball. First time viewing for you? It was, as a matter of fact. It really was. What about for you? Uh, yeah, watch it on Peacock. Your first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. But I've heard about it. And I've heard it's silly and um, ridiculous. And we'll get into that later. But the cast is on paper, uh, you know, just just superb. So yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. As I was watching the title sequence at the beginning of the film, I was like, oh, wow. Look at all these people who are in this film. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, dude, I, I remember when it came out. I remember the commercials and the trailers for it. And I just I, there was nothing about it that screamed, Chris, you got to see this film. I was never a John Waters guy. Like I didn't see Hairspray. There's a lot of people I knew who were into that. Never saw it. Could, couldn't tell you a thing about it. Um, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't see any of his movies. I never saw the Johnny Depp one. What is it? Cry, cry baby. So it's called cry baby cry or something like that. I didn't know that movie existed until I'm assuming right now. His? Now I got to check that cry baby. 1990. Yeah. Um, but so I've, so I'm not a John Waters guy. So that didn't draw me. Uh, I wasn't a Kathleen Turner, you know, like there was no draw there. So I wasn't like, I got to see it because Kathleen Turner's in it. And this is uh, a few years before Scream. So Matthew Lillard, I mean, you know, I, I he didn't come on my radar until SLC Punk, and uh, you know, which I saw after the fact. And then, and, you know, obviously Scream. So, you know, on paper it looks great, you know, um, but there was nothing at all that drove, you know, that drew me to this. Never, never saw it. Never had the urge to see it. The, the fact that you said we should do this, I was just like, okay. <laughs> Sure. Why not? Yeah. It, I mean, it's I, like I said, I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of people whose um, whose um, opinions about movies I trust and we fall into the same kind of mm -hmm. uh, categories of what is funny. And let's be honest, who's not funny. Um, the fact that it takes place in Baltimore uh, and I actually know some of these places and people that have been to Hammerjacks. Uh, okay. They, that they go to uh they've never i've never seen the camel what were they called the camel <laughs> the camel toes? lips the camel, camel lips. lips i mean well geez, that's l7 that's that's the band l7 uh, famous 90s you know female grunge band l7 yeah but man they have a gimmick <laughs> in this movie sure do but um, you know i was 11 when this movie came out not not um, i'm sorry i was 10 almost 11 so it had no interest to me i'm like I would have been like, hey, dad, can we go see this movie? Because that's how 10-year-old <laughs> Sean sounded. And uh, he would have said, no, we're going to go see Jurassic Park. Or yeah. no, we just went and saw Jurassic Park, you know, last summer. Yeah. So, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, that, because I'd never seen this and, and there was no draw for me to really look into it at all. I had no clue what we were getting into. I really didn't. Like, I knew the idea was Kathleen Turner plays a, a mother who is a killer but I didn't know what kind of film we were getting into at all. I really didn't. Um, I didn't even look it up to see, is it a comedy? Is it, uh, you know, is it drama? Is it, or, or I knew it wasn't drama. Is it thriller? You know, I didn't look into that. It's true it, crime, Chris, but dude, it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's get right into the plot. Immediately, with the titles talking about it being a true story, taken ripped from the headlines, people's names and things. I was just like, "What are we? What am well, I getting into?" And you know, it's true because it's got Sam Waterson from Law and Order. <laughs> but I'm just like, "What are we getting into, dude? What is this movie?" And basically, it's it's a how. And at first, I was like, "What era is this supposed to be?" Because she dresses like a '50s wife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A 50s 60s television uh sitcom wife um but you know there's her she's the mom like you said waterston's the the the, the, the husband and then they have children right which when they show me who the children are i'm like what is talk about is this, 90s is this real right now mm -hmm. is this real right now because they're acting like they should be 12 and 13 yet it's ricky lake and matthew lillard who are easily in their 20s in these roles and they're supposed to play high school kids are they high school kids well Middle matthew lillard plays a 17 year old and he's the assistant manager of the video <laughs> rental store and ricky lake plays a girl uh, obviously uh plays um sister she yeah wasn't she in hairspray too i i couldn't tell you i have maybe, zero maybe clue. john waters is like i like the cut of her jib yeah um her hair but that too uh the lots of bangs yes um, but she uh she she says that carl not carl winslow 
That would have been hilarious. That would have, dude. If that would have been it, I would have been done. I'd have been like, "It's a five. I don't have to watch anymore." I'm, I'm oh, if he it. was the trash man, that, he could have been the only other guy that would have considered for one of the trash. That would have been amazing. Or Rock. Oh, Rock Hudson. Remember um, Rock? Yeah. Yeah. R O C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that wasn't Rock Hudson, was it? He no. Was from the fifties. Yeah. Um, Charles something or other. That was yeah, that yeah. was his name. Um, but uh, what is it? If jeez, uh, Rock. That's my bad. But it's she's okay. yeah she she's with what's his oh, she's uh Ricky Lake says Carl yeah. is in he's in high school or he's in college, and so leads me to believe she's between sixteen and eighteen. Yeah, somewhere. rough. Um, I guess we have to suspend belief. <laughs> well, we have to spend belief with a lot of things. Dude, in this it's movie, a movie. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so you just kind of go with it, and it's funny, but uh, it's very kind of over. It was over the top immediately with the way they like deliver lines and act, and I was like, okay okay, this is going to be fun. This is going to be one of these kinds of movies, right? Like there's going to be a lot of satire. There's going to be a lot of kind of like camp. It was very campy, this movie from beginning to end. But the idea is, is there's this, this woman, you know, this family that where the mother is uh, a little unhinged, you know, she, she's fascinated with serial killers, madmen. She's uh, she's prank calling and trying to drive one of her like, friends quote-unquote neighbor friends crazy that's the setup for her to just like you know she's um it's like i can't remember where it's from but like you hear like this little this little like shaker noise and then all of a sudden like (laughs) you know it's like yeah you know like she just gets bug-eyed and like (laughs) yeah i'm gonna lose it like one thing is wrong like one hair is out of place or you know one thing that she doesn't like yeah she has to impose her justice yeah and we find out the reason she's prank calling and just harassing this woman with obscene calls is because, and who knows, maybe it was months earlier, weeks earlier, could have been a few years earlier. Um, she got her parking her parking space stolen. She was at the grocery store <laughs> about to take a parking space, and here comes this woman zooming in, and she sees who it is. And from then forward, she just starts harassing the hell out of her. Nasty, nasty, obscene messages and just getting her on the phone. Dude, the she best part is when she pretends to, she pretends to be the, the phone company. <laughs> and it goes off on her, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna call bullshit on on uh that car taking that parking spot because that thing is a hunk of shit. It does not go that fast. <laughs> right? They made it dude, that was amazing. But yeah, so anybody who kind of slights her or does things that for her is not right. She goes right at him. She she has no problem killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, she 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 kills how many people in this movie? Seven, eight people. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, there's. A I movie forgot what the body website. count was. Body count for serial yeah. mom. Let's see what we have. But yeah, so through this film, we see this happening. We what we also see ten. So she kills ten. We also see uh, her family come to the realization that this is a reality, right? So this isn't a movie where it comes out in the end that she's the killer. This comes out like towards the end of the second act, because the whole third act is the fact that she's a killer with the public being obsessed with her to the point where she's a hero. They're chanting her name. They gave her the nickname serial mom. Um, You know, time out hot off the press. It's seven, seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, You know, serial mom, they, they, uh, you know, they're literally pulling for her to win the case against her uh, when they, they're, you know, she's arrested for all of these murders and she decides she's going to defend herself in court and Mm -hmm. literally has a way of getting out of each and every one of those murders. This movie is just, batshit crazy and i only found out after the movie reading about it that waters what they wanted to do was really to kind of show uh, and satirize the public's obsession with true crime and think about that right now right because this was 1994 and he was making a commentary on public's obsession with true crime and look at where we are today true crime is the biggest uh, subject in podcasting right now. You go to a podcast, the, the top podcasts in the world are all true crime podcasts. But yeah, that's the so that's the gimmick, dude. The idea is is that this woman it loses it, goes you know batshit crazy, starts killing people off. Her family knows she's a killer, and but they're just kind of like, eh, I guess. Yeah, that's that's well. So your mom, the, dyna- the dynamic of the family is just bonkers. It's it's literally like the perfect husband and wife. Mm-hmm in the perfect household, a very lovely home, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the kids are a little, 
you know, uh, uh, Matthew Lillard is the assistant manager in high school at 17 of the movie store. And he's a uh, horror fanatic, which to me, this is his character, Stu, before Scream. Like, mm. this is what created his character in Scream. It's a prequel. Yeah. Yep, yep, obviously. Uh, and he doesn't die in this movie, so, nope. you know. He, he shows up later when he's at... Uh, or know, what if it's just like an alternate reality? Could be. The multiverse. Scream multiverse. What was up with his girlfriend's uh, Jughead hat? You know her hat, that little whatever crown hat that was, that Jughead, the Archie Comics Jughead wears all the time? Well, and her name was Birdie. Jeez, I don't That's know. That's like a 50s nickname. This was all this was this movie was so campy and so just like out of left field for I like I said I didn't know what to expect. Well, it, it was, but you know, like everything was so absurd. Yes. The the ransom note, you know, the way you know, the the beating a woman to death with a leg of lamb. <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, you know, the oh, the, the porno that the best friend puts in. <laughs> Dude, the fact that the ridiculous. best friend pulls up with with his his friend's girlfriend in the car, right? And he's just like chilling out reading, you know, nudie magazines from the he's 50s. Reading, no, yeah, he's reading erotic page. Yeah. Betty page books, dude, from the 50s. It's not even like he's got 1980s or 90s Playboy. He, he's got the old school shit, dude. Yeah, he's got the before you should have before it should have been printed. You know, yeah. society's not ready for this. Like you said, camel lips. Everything about this movie was so like it's absurd. amazing, though. It was amazing. I got to tell you, yeah. I enjoyed it. Beating a woman to death with a payphone, who yes. was her one of her quitters in the jury, only because of the shoes she wore. Yes, <laughs> her, and, and firing her, firing her attorney because her attorney called her batshit crazy and insane. <laughs> in his opening statement and then she goes on to do a perfect like like well a perfect perry mason dude yeah what the hell it's like i've read all the books i'm familiar with this and that and the 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 prosecuting attorney's like what the hell (laughs) i just loved it because she fires him because she points out the juror's shoes like she wants her lawyer to point out that the juror doesn't have the right shoes. So she's probably what not fit to sit on a jury and he wouldn't do that. He's like, okay, she's insane. Obviously she's insane. Yeah. Well, and, and all the, all the shenanigans that she goes through with the jurors, you know, like making, you know, like, like um, the dude's nose, he's got stuff in his nose. Yeah. He's like, you got a little thing right there. You know, the, the one woman being, like pretending to be nice to her. Yeah. Uh, but just like through pantomiming and then, you know where where the pervert is on the stand, and she's just like <laughs> washing like, her legs at like, her, yeah, sure, like stoning her. It's like come like, <laughs> and then the kids, dude. Like you said, you know, start out with the perfect little family. Maybe the kids are a little weird. He's into horror. She's a little too into this guy. That's just you know, who by the way had another girlfriend, which Tracy Lords. What Tracy Lords was in this too? I was like, what's happening in this movie? I'm like, who is this? I've never seen this person before, which is a legitimate statement. <laughs> and I'm like, like I know who Tracy Lords is, and yeah, her, yeah. you know her claim to fame, and that she did like four movies, mainstream that were hot garbage. Yeah, yeah. But how about and her amazing acting in this? Her total like, <laughs> you know what I felt like, like I was eyes? watching? I felt like I was watching kind of a, a classier version of a trauma film. That's what this felt like. Like yeah. that over the top, just kind of campy, like like absurd we keep saying the word absurd but this movie a lot of the acting and and the characters were absurd you know that's what it felt like we were watching but like the kids i was saying you know they start out this way but by the the third act you know when the mom is this it's kind of embraced all of a sudden this girl who's usually the daughter's usually working at you know the, the the flea market trying to sell like memorabilia is now selling stuff with her mom's you know face emblazoned all over it she's she's cashing in on serial mom well, and her her um, her newspaper boyfriend who just takes pictures of him, or and of then her. they make out. Yeah, <laughs> and they just court. keep making out. Yeah, and, and then and the, the son has like uh, like a mock up of a title card for a TV show. Dude, he's a who, sleazeball which, all of a sudden. Which who's going to be in? Yeah, he 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 got famous or rich or or he has an opportunity, 
but and Suzanne Summer shows up because <laughs> she's gonna play. She's she's optioning to play for the the part of serial mom in the in the made for TV movie, yeah. which the son is literally brokering the deal for. He gets attacked outside the courtroom by the son of one of the victims, the brother, or the brother, brother of one of the victims, of serial mom. Yeah, and then he the dude's like he just turns around like well have you have you signed off on this yet you know like and the guy's like oh well what we can make some money and that was the point like i think that was the whole point to making the commentary on how quick we can take what would be normally horrific right the the Mm -hmm. murder of all of these people people who have families who have loved ones who now are taken away you know lives cut short um and just how it can become not a big deal anymore and everything becomes very caricature and everything becomes kind of a circus. And it's all about like the, the, the flashing lights and the smoke and mirrors, right? There's, there's no humanity left to it. And I think that was what was the, the point to the way he, he, he told this story, but boy, the over the topness to this movie, man, I, like I said, I wasn't expecting it, but I, man, I'm in, I was in, I definitely enjoyed and I enjoyed it. And I thought the plot was good. I thought it was fun. And I thought it was very, um, I didn't know which way it would go. So that was a lot of fun too. Like not knowing what the hell was going to happen next. It wasn't like you could predict, it wasn't predictable. Uh, but yeah, that, the plot in this was, uh, was pretty, pretty good times. Oh, absolutely. And you know, the, you know, part of it too, and, and we, well, I'll save this for acting, but you know, the, the, um, well, damn, I don't even remember now. <laughs> yeah, definitely over the top, definitely absurd, you know, but there is a juxtaposition in there of, of um of, oh okay here here's what it was i remember now um in the beginning scene she's like on the hunt for this fly yeah and then did you hear like they just started to all oh, uh gas chamber uh henry portrait of a serial killer you know all you yep. heard was like the homicidal terms or, yep. or what we would associate with like like oh kill switch or you know yep. it could have been like oh uh, you know whatever and then when she's talking to the trash guys and they just go all loony like one flew over yeah. the cuckoo's nest where what they're like you should kill her someone should kill her yeah we hate her like let's kill what? her <laughs> is this this woman's like psychosis like are they showing like how ridiculous it is with the two trash guys yeah. who by the way trash guys that come every day they love the earth Man. so they say however Man. do you know how much fuel that trash truck is using exactly but it is <laughs> funny that these guys are all captain planet dude like so oh my like, so well, involved in i the don't earth. know that that was actually the case true. because i think true. it's what she was projecting it's true you're right but, it, we but then been... when they're at, at church okay that part's hilarious too because they're at church but there's like this line of cop cars and they get it did you notice that they get in the cop cars like one opens the door, gets in. The next one opens the door, gets in. So it's like that cascading oh, yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Everything about this, dude. Everything about it. But let's definitely get into the acting, dude. Let's get into the cast of the film. Oh, man. What a cast. Let's start with the main character, Beverly Sutphin, Kathleen Turner. Like I said, there was nothing about Kathleen Turner that draws me to say, you know, oh, she's a great actress or I loved her in this. To be honest, I can't remember anything else I've seen her in. Uh, there's a few things you've heard Side her. Jessica Rabbit. You've heard her as Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. If you've ever watched Friends, you've seen her play Chandler's, Chandler's dad. Chandler's dad. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that is I mean, right. She, goes, she has like an extensive career. You know, she oh, was for in. Sure. I think what Romancing the Stone was one of her breakout movies. Oh, Body so Heat. you know what? I do remember Romancing the Stone with Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, did you ever see? Um, well, where, where did it go? Um, well, the Man with Two Brains was also, I believe, with my. Uh, was that was Steve Martin? Yeah. Um, there was another movie that she was in. Uh, oh, Peggy Sue got married. Is that a Nicolas Cage? Okay, movie? you know what? I actually have seen a lot more films than I thought with Kathleen Turner, to be honest with you. I think, you know, the thing is, she's never really stood out for me in terms uh-uh. of like, you know, amazing. But for this role, man, she I think she played this role great. You oh, know, she played it with just enough over the top camp, but just enough kind of kookiness, too, where you're just like, like I said, it wasn't predictable. I couldn't tell you, was she going to kill this person or was she just annoyed with this person mm-hmm. or what was going to come next? Well, and she was also like every once in a while she played, you know, in comedy, there's the straight man and the laugh. Yeah. You know, it's almost like when she was in the scenes with Sam Watterson, he was like, here we go again. He was the square. Yeah. And yeah. and she was the, the focal comedic part. Mm-hmm. 
but when it wasn't she was the straight you know the straight man in the scene and like with the trash guys they were just ridiculous <laughs> or when they were at church you know it yeah. was the ridiculousness was all the cops there and the whole family played the straight man and it was just a really but that you know she also played the you know a perceived mental illness mm-hmm. but not in a not in a, a mean-spirited way but in like a ridiculous comedic way but not over the top to the point where you're like, Oh, I feel bad for this woman. It's just like, right. What's this crazy lady going to do next? You know? Right. right. It, exactly. it is one of those suspend belief because oh, yeah. it is bonkers and ridiculous, not oh, yeah. bonkers and ridiculous. Like I'm going to drive this car through this tunnel and there's going to be cartoons around me. No. A no, la no. Jeff, uh, uh, who framed Roger rabbit. Yeah. Not that but route, it, you know, but it, it is, she is quite, you know, the fact that the entire town is cheering her on is a little ridiculous. You know what I mean? And, After seven murders. Yeah. And, and the boyfriend from the, the Baltimore sun is selling a book. Yeah. When did you write this book? Exactly. They literally just met. Did you see the pennants that were hanging in the back? It said serial oh, mom. God. Everything about it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then her husband, Sam Waterston, like you said, okay. Law and order. Um, the dude's he's a good actor, amazing. And then in this, he just plays this completely different kind of character, right? Like the oh shucks kind of husband. Mm-hmm. He plays okay. I haven't watched it intentionally, but it was on the TV in my house. As I said last time, my 72-year-old mother-in-law is here. And uh, she doesn't TV very well, but she likes TV. So she watched all however many seasons there are of Grace and Frankie, and he plays one of the he plays Martin Short's husband. Okay. It's a funny sentence, isn't it? I've never seen the show. I don't even it, know what it is. I have you no clue. won't like it, Chris, because it's a long ass <laughs> show about two couples that get divorced and the husbands get together and the wives become roommates and love hate each other. That's a different take. That's an interesting take. Yeah, but it's got old it's it's got an older cast. It's for older people, basically. Uh not necessarily, no. but it's it's got a lot of standard TV tropes that are kind of exhausted. But gotcha. people like my dad who love stupid TV shows. What is it on? Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think your, your wife might like it. Maybe. I'm not going to tell not. her about it. Yeah. But Sam Watterson, basically this is Sam Watterson's character, but more uptight and gotcha. more like, oh no. And, and naive, <laughs> more uptight and more naive than that. Yeah. I love in this film though that, that that all of a sudden there's this realization with all the family that they're what like the wife or the mom is this, mm-hmm. and it's not horror either. It's just kind of like, oh, like gonna, okay, yeah. I guess okay. we have to learn how to live with this kind of a thing. Yeah. Like he finds the Ted Bundy tapes and the <laughs> you know the I, I didn't catch who signed the bodybuilding thing. Um, oh, I don't know. But I don't. It it, it 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 wasn't the guy that was in charge of the Hell South <laughs> thing. I know that. Um, but, you know, just all these different tapes and like Ted Bundy tapes and, and whatever. And and he's like, oh, shucks. Uh, she might be. But I, he's like, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on saying she is. It's like, dude. OK, you, you saw her barbecue your son's best friend. Right. Right. Exactly. You know? And that's the whole thing, the, the, the rest of the way. To, and I love at the end, too, like when like finally, you know, spoiler alert, she pulls it off and gets away with it mm-hmm. the family's just like well i guess we gotta live learn to live with her kind of a thing right and the dude's like uh you think she'll like me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get don't get on her bad side uh, the daughter played by ricky lake so ricky lake i i knew her from her tv show the talk show ricky lake show back in the day she was also on a show called china beach mm, uh in, right. the, in the 80s i think it was um but this her talk show had just started right around this time. She's like 24 or 25 playing a high schooler in this, which, you know, that's something they did in the 90s. 90210 kind of set the trend. And then from then forward, I don't know if they set the trend, but it was one of those things that kind of happened all the time. But she plays this, 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 you know, daughter. I think she played this daughter the way it should be. I don't think you could have, like in, in my mind, I didn't look at this as like, like, what is she doing? It felt like, oh, this is the character. She was this character, this kind of pining for love and hoping that every guy that paid her attention was going to be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also a naive, uh, you know, basically a, a, a girl that's perpetually in love with the, the next guy that looks at her. Basically. Uh, Matthew Lillard, dude, I love Matthew Lillard um, from scream, you know, uh, first movie, first real movie role. 
Was it Hackers? Uh, it was 96. Was it? Sure yes. about that. Scream was 96. So it was Hack- Hackers was 95 then. Yes, sir. I know because I looked at his IMDb earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, and but, I and I always liked him. I don't know what there is. There's something about him. He's got this kind of this California surfer dude kind of, you know, there's something about him that you just kind of like and you want to hang out with this dude. And and like if, if, if there's a party, he's the dude you want to hang out with at the party. Yeah. He's the guy that should always have a goatee of some kind because he looks <laughs> like a six-year-old without it or like a giant old dad yeah i was gonna say dude he looked he looked way too old to be in high school in this in this movie well i wouldn't say way too old he looked like he was probably just in college in this movie which i mean the age he was probably was but he was uh, he's playing a high school kid um and then all of his four dude all of a sudden yeah (laughs) but what happens to like he goes from being this kid who's infatuated with horror films to all of a sudden like wearing these like uh samuel l jackson hats and you know what i mean trying to look like a director or something like what was happening i don't i yeah (laughs) he uh decided that he was going to be black panther in one of the scenes dude he was like he was like a he he was just missing the black glove that was all he was missing he had the black hat the trench coat he had everything going um but dude you know again the same as ricky lake's performance for me the way he played this character just felt like this is who this character was like Uh it didn't seem weird or out of place well the funny thing is he was the first part of the movie um he was like this weirdo that was into horror everything yeah and um so it was his mom we we know why yeah. uh, but then like in the second half of the movie when it's like oh yeah she's the serial mom she's the serial killer first of all the cops don't arrest her but they say on the radio which is hilarious that that's the form of communication in this movie which was a thing by the way <laughs> yeah uh kitties that's how people got their news uh pre-tv that was it and now this is obviously post-tv but kind of silly the um uh but then you know just the, the goofiness of they don't pick her up but yet they say she's the she's the person of interest she's the prime suspect right yeah okay um, but then, you know, he, his, his change from being like this weirdo kid to like, I got to follow what Hollywood does now because my mom is all Hollywood. No, she's not Hollywood at all. Yeah. Um, and you have one hat, one, one hat that, ha- that can be hung. Um, after that, you're no, you're, you ain't nobody cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. I, feel, I feel like this, that was part of the commentary is how quick someone is willing to compromise who they truly are to become this, you know, to become this, this person that's trying to take advantage of capitalizing on something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Who else is here in terms of names? Justin oh, Whalen. The name sounds familiar. Justin but... Whalen played Jimmy Olsen and Lois and Clark. The, the TV show, um, he plays he plays the porn kid, the one oh, looking geez, at the Betty, that that guy? Betty Page. Yeah, he was also in Child's Play 3. He played Aunt, Teenage Andy. Uh, you know, this kid, he was a little much for... He was a little like... Uh, he, he, was, was, he was a character where I was like, oh, I was a little much with this. Like, you don't need to go yeah. overboard with this kind of a thing. Yeah, but he definitely did. And maybe that's how the character was with like an obsession with pornography. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, dude, you need to... And not buckling wow. a seatbelt. That was his downfall. He shouldn't have done that, dude. He set it up seven or eight times. Um, um, you know, there was a the bunch one, of other people in this film. The one detective, a young Vince McMahon. Which one's that? Like, uh, the young one, not the. Not oh, the, one the younger guy. Stand. Okay, he yeah, looked yeah. kind of like him, not quite him. He was like Vince McMahon from the Stand Back music video. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, know everybody, fifty-year-old Vince McMahon. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Everybody else in this is pretty. I mean, they were okay. They were sir. It, it was about filling the role. I mean, Suzanne Summers was pretty funny coming in mm-hmm. as herself, but like a, a an over the top kind of Beverly Hills California style. Her. Oh yeah, full of herself. Uh, L seven as Camel Lips, which their performance was amazing, and they made sure that you could uh, check out their customized tights that they wore. Yeah, they. Uh... They focused on those more than once. Let's just say. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody else is pretty decent on this in in this uh, in this movie. Sure. You know, the, the the performances were all about being over the top, camp, and absurd. 
Joan Rivers on TV. Yeah, Joan Rivers on TV. Man. The, like the old ladies that were a part of like the the neighborhood ladies, you know what I mean? Oh, you were saying this about how the, the form of communication was phone. Mm-hmm. That one old lady didn't know how to use a phone. She literally <laughs> ran like three blocks to their house to say turn on the news that the, the teacher had been run over. Remember that mm-hmm. at the beginning, dude? I was like, what is what? Why wouldn't she just call? Why is she like running down the street to tell them this? Well, you know, that's that's still hold. I mean, that that is a thing that's still very true now. Old people don't know how to use phones. You know, <laughs> they didn't have the cricket back then, or the ladybug, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called, jitterbug, jitterbug, <laughs> or you know, or, or the grandpad. Um, uncredited also was John Waters. He did the voice of Ted Bundy in those tapes that the uh, mm-hmm. that Waterston was listening to. But yeah, other than that, you know, there was other people in here. None of them that to me, I don't like. I look at their names and I, I see some of their stuff. I'm like, I don't mean, I don't know who they were. But everybody, I thought had a, it was a good time in terms of their their performances. I enjoyed them. I want to throw um, this your way. Patty Hearst was juror number eight. Let me tell you this about Patty Hearst and her Wikipedia. Patty Hearst is an American author and actress and a granddaughter of American publishing mm-hmm. magnate William Randolph Hearst. She mm-hmm. first became known for the events following her 1974 kidnapping by the Symbionese Liberation Army, a left wing organization. She was found and arrested 19 months after being abducted, by which time she was a fugitive wanted for a series of uh, crimes oh, so for serious crimes committed with the members of the group. She was held in custody and there was speculation before trial that her family resources were enabled her to avoid time in prison. Not just that. Then she got into the movies, dude. Mm-hmm. What in the world? What? That's insane. How how fitting that she's in a, a film that's this campy and crazy, right? Well, and she would play. She has such a bit part too. Yeah, interesting. How interesting. All right, she dude. Got a presidential pardon. How wild is that? <laughs> nice. Um, but the uh, the lady that that insisted on the Annie movie, I, I I broke out my phone to look her up just to see if you know potentially she was in Annie, and that was Uh-oh. just a, a fun little thing. Nope, not at all. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Let's jump into the music. Music and soundtrack, dude. Um, Score. A lot of it's score, and a lot of it, it's the kind of score that I really, you know what it reminded me of is the Burbs. The Burbs kind of score, you know what I mean? That like at the very beginning, the the kind of sunny day, the birds are chirping and they like you have like, you know, nice little fun strings, maybe some little flutes here and there. And and that's what this reminded me of. But throughout it, a lot of the score had this kind of feel to kind of make you feel like it's a, you know, it's a it's a warm neighborhood. This is a 50s neighborhood. But then there's these times where there's this doesn't seem right. She's a little off her rocker and it, it all worked out, man. It works really well. I enjoyed this, the music in this film a lot. You know who the composer was? Who's that? Uh, some guy with an unpronounceable last name because <laughs> I don't know how. Polidorus, is that the one? Basil, yeah, Polidorus. Yeah. This guy did the score for Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, Red Dawn, Robocop. Oh man, Robocop. Oh man, Hunt for Red October, Return of the Blue Lagoon, Free Willy. Oh, he took a break on Robocop 2, but did Robocop 3. Nice, uh, couple that with Under Siege 2. Man, this guy <laughs> did this is like the the who's who of why you know wowzers it's you know, a good a, soundtrack though it's a good score oh, yeah. so the, the only thing is is there's one song by l7 gas chamber mm-hmm. is the only song the rest uh, no barry manilow's in this also uh the rest though like you said is the score but i gotta love it that this guy did the score but these are the titles of some of the songs on this score uh morning sweet parentheses i'll get you pussy face <laughs> oh you can't say that please you gotta whisper please. it to a female cop Flea market suite parentheses stood up and skewered. Good lord, dude! Oh, this is so good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked the movie music. I thought the music was awesome, and, and it fit. It fits this movie well. You want to hear some some crazy shit after you just hurt, rattled that off? What's that? Two, two years later, the same cowboy did the uh, opening ceremonies for the 1996 Olympic Games. <laughs> <laughs> what and they're introducing him, and they're like. And the composer for Morning Sweet, I'll Get You Pussy Face. 
like that just speaks to the juxtaposition of you know the the playing it normal quote unquote um you know from from kathleen turner uh and everyone else being just so calm cool collect Mm -hmm. and the music works with that it it plays along with it you'll Mm -hmm. have those kind of light airy times and then it turns and goes and sometimes it was like the 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 orchestral like where everything was kind of going crazy during the car chase scene and she's like Mm. cutting across lawns and shit (laughs) also well done yeah um all right dude let's get into the special effects some gore in this but most of it's all of this is practical was there any computer i didn't think there was any computer it's it all seemed very practical yeah and i think part of it was practical because of what they had you know those old time movies that they showed where that woman was lopping those people's Mm -hmm. heads off Mm -hmm. um you know and just speaking to all of that uh my best guess is that it was you know uh, an homage to that uh plus you know, the movie was already $13 million to make. So budget, you know, yeah. unfortunately it didn't make it all back, but it, yeah, I uh, think it'd be weird to have such a campy movie with over the top, you know, computer generated effects and it's not called starship troopers. So, Oof. uh, <laughs> but Ooh, you know, you this, went there, did you? it works, it works, you know, the stuff that they did, you know, in terms of the gore, the, the murders, that kind of stuff, it works and it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even even the one like the dude when he got crushed by the the lighting and stuff like all that stuff looked really good i thought i thought it was pretty on point yeah yeah the uh you know dude getting set on fire was real fire yeah last episode we talked about how the blood didn't look too great on enter the dragon this one they perfected it by now hollywood's gotten it right by 1994 so uh yeah it looked good you know the i don't know what it was she pulled out of the back when she skewered the guy was that his liver was that supposed to be his liver or something? I don't know that um, it would work that way, that it would just get pulled out of a, a nice little tiny hole in his back. Well, the the poker, I think, might have gone in and yeah. through, but it had that, four, that 90 degree, yeah, that 90 degree uh, nub that stuck out and potentially skewered something and pulled it through. I don't know, Chris. I left the hospital today. I'm not doing any more surgery or dissection <laughs> or vivisection. So, you know, Dr. Sean Fritz is off for the night, the rest of the night. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, dude, it looked, it looked good. Um, let's finish this out. Let's talk about our last, our final thoughts. Let's give it a rating. We're going to be rating this out of five white shoes after labor day <laughs> pair, five pairs of white shoes after labor day. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Okay. All righty. Didn't know what I was getting into, dude. So that at the beginning, um, about five, 10 minutes into the film, I was like, okay, this is going to be this kind of movie. And about 20 minutes after that being like, okay, no, this is this kind of movie. And it was just a joyride to me. I had a lot of fun in this film. Uh, the performances I thought were, were for what they're supposed to do in this kind of film, the, the, the campiness behind it. I mean, you know, John Waters pulled some great performances from these actors and actresses. I think they were, you know, some of what some people may have can't come into and look at it and go, what is, like, what is wrong with these people? The way Matthew Lillard delivers certain lines, you know, his interaction with his sister was so, so childish. You were like, okay, this doesn't feel right coming out of these adults that we are, you know what I mean? But it works. So I felt like a lot of this, you know, it, the, the performances were on top. Um, I like the plot. I really do. I like the story behind it. I thought it was, it was a cool little story. Uh, I love the commentary. Um, and then when you break it down more and you really look at what they do in terms of the commentary and, and the, and the satire behind it, a lot of what they're saying in this film, uh, like I said earlier in, in, in the show, this was 1994 and they were already kind of making a, you know, an observation as to where, the public was kind of moving in terms of the voraciousness of wanting to consume anything true crime and forgetting kind of the humanity behind what, you know, the product of that is, or, or what's the carnage left behind some of these true crime things. You forget it because you're so wrapped up in the kind of Hollywood, Hollywood romanticism behind, you know, some of these killers and the things that, that they do. Um, and I think he even shows it in the way that she's like, reading the books about the serial killers and softly stroking, you know, Manson's, you know, picture, his face, like this kind of adoration. Do you know what I mean? 
So I think, you know, I, back then 94, this movie feels like it's way ahead of its time, or it was almost kind of like this, like, Hey, be careful because, you know, we're going to get to a point where it's this ridiculous. And it really is. We are at a point where, I mean, we have podcasts that celebrate this kind of thing. We put out, you know, they, they do live shows and sell tickets that people go to buy so that they could listen to some horrific things that happen to tr- real people on this world. Um, so yeah, the plot in this, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I really liked the campiness behind it all. Uh, the music, everything we said about it, I had a fun time. Now, is this considered a top tier type of movie for me? I wouldn't say so. You know, um, would I recommend this for others? Yeah, I'd definitely say give it a shot. It's a fun movie and um, it does make me want to check out some more of John Waters' film. So for me, this is going to garner, um, I'm going to say a, a solid four pairs of white shoes after labor day for me for a eh? yes sir well you know what let's bump it up a little 4.25 4.25 huh hmm. That's if great. i wait long enough will you keep going <laughs> no i might convince myself no. yeah i'm i was i thought you'd go a hair higher but that's okay um i thought this was you know for, for my opinion i thought this was so ridiculous that this is my kind of this is my kind of goofy comedy um, where every like you're just like so there's two kinds of ridiculous comedies there's the one where it's like all right i get it you know this is happening everything goes bad it, it's basically like watching silicon valley if yeah. you ever watch that it's like how many times can they lose before someone just goes homicidal <laughs> like all right i now now i don't find it funny anymore i feel bad for the person this is not that movie the absurdity makes it makes it funny like when carl is walking with with his date Tracy, you know, Tracy Lords, she is walking like he is standing in front of her and they he is like basically belly to back with her and like holding her like you would hug someone from the back, but they're walking <laughs> step in step as they, you know, that, that part is so ridiculous. I'm like, what is this? Like I can't be like, that's ridiculous. I would never do that. That's that, yeah, I would I've never seen that. But it's like this is the goofiest thing I've ever right. seen. People walking around a flea market. <laughs> Walking step in step, front to back, yeah, one one you know holding each other, and then, you know, when when Carl's dead, she's making eyes at the at the detective immediate for after going absolute ape shit like hysterical, mm-hmm. like she catches his eye and stops immediately. Yeah, that's like a baby who's like screaming right, and then you show them the food, and then the boom, they stop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're just okay. Back end scene. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's that part. There's you know they announce that she is. The number one, the prime suspect, <laughs> with a trail of cop cars behind them. You know, then they're then then the cops like sneak into church when they're when no one's looking. They're pretty obvious, you know, like the eighteen to twenty five <laughs> police officers that are just there. Yeah. Um, there's you know where where she sneezes on the baby and everyone just starts fighting. <laughs> I saw that in the Kings in Kingsman as well. Uh, so you good. know. Um, you know, and just all the other absurd things like the, the we, we briefly mentioned the, the chase scenes, that van would have rolled over a hundred oh. times by now. <laughs> you know, the, the sports car, the super sport, not as much. Um, but what 17 year old kid in high school knows how to drive like that? Yeah. I mean, that's the most absurd thing in this movie. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, you know, the whole, oh, I'm going to watch a movie while I'm at work, first of all, those tube TVs were hilarious Yeah, because that's, they're so not the norm unless you still own a, an old school 16 or eight bit gaming system. Um, but the, uh, you know, and watching just having a movie on is normal. Yeah. It, it, I mean, Blockbuster did it. Every mom and pop video yeah. chain did it. Uh, and they would get pissed if you didn't re- rewind your videotapes. Yeah. You, you got know, charged be, for it. Yeah. Be kind. Rewind. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the acting, the soundtrack, the, the casting, I think was, was pretty good. You know, it says here that Meryl Streep, Kathy Bates and Glenn Close were, were in, were considered for these roles, Glenn Close and probably Kathy Bates. Yeah. When was misery? Was that not long before this? Yeah, probably. Or right before it, maybe was it 1990 or 91? I'm sure that misery influence. Yeah, 90. but man, she would have been great. Kathy Bates, I think, would have done this well. But I don't think she can pull off the matronly look as no, much no, no, or no, as no, well yeah. as Kathleen Turner did. Um, but you know, just 
I think the casting in this was very, you know, everybody had great chemistry. And, and I think that the plot, as goofy as it is, on paper is probably more absurd than what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, all that said, you know, and after watching this movie for the first time, I got to go for 4.5 out of five on this one. So, Very uh, nice. you know, nine, nine left or, you know, five left pairs, five left ones and four, four right ones. <laughs> very nice, dude. Very, very nice. I enjoyed it, man. That was, was a good choice for, for Mother's Day, our first Mother's Day episode. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. We're going to jump back into martial arts for the next episode. We see, we, we kind of mentioned it in the last, uh, when we were talking, Enter the Dragon. Um, but we're going to talk about it again now. We're going to be checking out the new updated version of Mortal Kombat. The prophecy is upon us, which means we could lose the 10th tournament. There will be no tournament because there'll be no opposition left to fight. We will already be victorious. I killed him centuries ago. Hanzo is a ghost. Winning Mortal Kombat cannot be left to chance. Be This should be fun. Uh, we said this before the last time we recorded, I think you and I, we were discussing it that, you know, we've both been hearing two things about this. I've been hearing some good things. I've been hearing some not so good things. Uh, I'm really interested to see what this is all about. So uh, this should be fun. Mm -hmm. I've stayed away from everything. Really? You know, Lucky yeah, you. I, well, I mean, I've just heard word of mouth, not like a full on review or anything like oh, that. Yeah. Nope, not you know, seen that I like either. to come in not seeing anything. The only thing I've seen of this is the one trailer that I think it was a YouTube ad. Yep. I'm like, Arr. I agree. Yeah. I only saw the one trailer when they first released their trailer and it was like a, oh. not a teaser. It was like a little bit more than a teaser, but not a full trailer. I never watched the full trailer. So uh, this would be interesting. I don't even watch the trailers. I mean, you put them in after the fact, I don't even watch the yeah, trailers yeah. for these movies that we talk about. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I like to kind of go in. I Me mean, neither. A lot of times if I haven't seen the film, I like to go in fresh. Mm -hmm. um, so this should be fun. We do know what Mortal Kombat is. It's not like we're going into this not knowing what we're getting into. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Is it going to be what we were expecting? Is it going to be another dud? It's hard to pull off video game movies. So we'll see. Uh, do you think they'll use CG in this one? Probably not. It's probably all practical, but we'll see. We'll see what, the, what they do. All Andy circuses. Just different colored outfits. <laughs> All right, man. What do you got to tell the people before we head out? Be safe. Be smart. It's Mother's Day. Listen to your mother and wear a mask. Do that thing. And also, don't forget to unsilence your phones. <laughs> <laughs>